0: You've arrived at the service station, information and conversation, a podcast from the Riverside County Department of Public Social Services. I'm your host, Gene Kennedy.
1: I think it's just very fulfilling when you go out to that home, you know, you'll notice if it's a call, if you want to do social work, you care about helping others.
2: And I see that um, our work is seen by other people. And I think as I, I see myself as a team, I work with my coworkers. If they need help, I'm there for them. We're talking today
0: with Maria Olvera and Octavio Ramirez Lopez, two of nearly 1,400 social workers in Riverside County. They help protect our most vulnerable adults and children, both recognized recently by the Riverside County Board of Supervisors for their work in social work. And today they're sharing stories with us about what led them to this profession, why their work matters, and why you should care too. It's happening right now on The Service Station. With me now, Octavio Ramirez Lopez, a program specialist and very recently a social worker with Adult Protective Services. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. So you have a very personal reason for why you feel called to social work. It was something we were talking about uh, before we were recording this podcast. You actually switched majors and became a social worker. What happened there?
1: At that time, back in, I want to say, I can't remember the exact year. Uh, but I was going for audio and video technology that was gonna be my major. And I was uh through that time I was going through some situation, family struggles. Uh, I come from a family of six children. My father's always dependent on alcohol and his use uh uh dependence on alcohol affected the way he treated us. So I wanted to understand I didn't why someone is supposed to love me and protect me was treating me in a in a way that it wasn't Something that, you know, two people's standards or something that I expected from my father, right? So I decided to go to a spiritual retreat, and that's where, um, in the process of that retreat, I saw so many people crying and hurting when they were touching, you know, the speakers were touching different subjects such as abortion, you know, neglect, abuse, and I felt the call to, you know, that I needed to help others. I could not just move on with my life and, and see people hurting or crying. So I felt the call to just serve others and, and, and help assist in improving situations. When I thought about social work, I thought about child, uh, child protective services, right? And, and really know that the arena for adults uh, actually existed you know, in social work. So uh, in 2016, uh, that's when my father uh, stopped drinking, but he stopped drinking not because he wanted to stop drinking. He stopped drinking because so he had a stroke. You know, his left side became paralyzed uh, throughout the struggle, you know, he uh, um, he got admitted to a facility. I, me and my family did not know, being a first-generation immigrant, we didn't have awareness of all these resources available for someone with a disability. So, my father, you know, now becoming from being fully dependent and working, he became from being a dependent adult on his family. So. Uh, While he was in the facility, a social worker reached out to us and brought us hope. You know, I didn't know everything existed. I didn't know there wasn't home support services. We were, like, desperate. We felt like we didn't have any hope. We didn't know what to do. Uh, My mom just, like, seeing her crying what's going to happen, you know, what are we going to do? So a social worker reached out to us and said, like, don't worry, you know, we're going to find a way. We're going to explore some resources. They brought hope to my life and to my family, and that I think that's what motivates me, you know, that, you know, what the social worker brought into my life. So it made me realize, oh, this is my call, you know, this is where I can help older adults now. So that's when I changed from like my perception of just social grouping, uh, children's service, into like I can also help other adults going through this situation and bring hope to their lives.
0: And so does this, do you reflect on those experiences a lot, uh, you know, even, you know, week to week, month to month, as you work with vulnerable adults? hmm.
1: Definitely, when I go out to their homes like uh and I see what they're struggling through, like I put myself in my old situation, like, oh, they're going through all these fears, you know they're going through all they probably lost hope, they don't know what they're probably not even aware of these resources, some of the same things that you were scared about with your parents, mm-hmm, definitely, yes. Talk about your
0: role in uh, adult protective services.
1: Yeah, so the typical day for me with adult protective services would be like investigating abuse or neglect and try to link the client to resources to prevent further abuse or neglect, Mm -hmm. making them feel or or gain those resources to remain independently in their homes.
0: And there's there's such an emphasis on... Integrated services, wrap around services. Well, tell me about some of the partners that you work with to help support these at-risk adults.
1: Definitely. So, I mean, we may go to a home where the client, uh, we first see the, the physical disability, right? But we don't know what's going on. Like uh, there may be like they're go- may going through some emotional distress. So we're linking them to mental health. Uh, they may need to uh, adjust their home environment. So we link them to Office on Aging for assistance with, you know, maybe installing a ramp to make their, adapt their home to their needs. So to make them, that way they can move around in uh, in their home or and also with the mental health so they can, learn of ways to cope uh, with their new situations. It's, I think it's uh, becoming disabled or just depend on someone else It's not easy for anyone. It's hard for people to give up their independence.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you help them live with as much independence as, as is possible for them. Yes. So you're now a program specialist, but you come from a, a, a long social work background, of several years, right? How many years now? Uh,
1: so I started in 2016. 20- 15, I started my internship. So 2016, I've been like officially a social worker. Okay, so Mm -hmm.
0: several years now. What what qualities do you think make for a good social worker?
1: So I think what social work is just being uh, willing to listen to others, being an active listener, being caring for others, uh, also being... um, having that self-awareness to all of our biases, you know, Mm -hmm. we all have biases. So I think when we go to a client's home, it's just not going into a home thinking what is going to happen, but actually being that active listener and see what the client needs, what the client wants and and respect their right to self-determination.
0: What kind of impact do you hope to make uh, on the people you serve, the communities you serve? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So first, I think it's just bringing hope to their lives. You know, I want to bring hope to their lives and, and by, you know, linking them to resources, uh, helping them uh, cope with their new situation, accepting the new situation, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, if they're willing to, you know, accept those resources to help them remain independent in their homes.
0: So we may have some listeners who are considering getting into mm-hmm. the social work profession. What would you say to them? Do, do you talk with people about, about getting into this line of work?
1: So, I've had a few family members ask me about my, you know, wh- wh- what is social work life. So, I first want to thank uh, everyone who's considering that field because it's a very uh, difficult field. A lot of times we don't recognize, uh, we even see entertainers or um, actors being uh you know like praised all the time but we see like we do all this hard work yeah but i think it's just very fulfilling when you go out to that home you know you'll notice if it's a call if you want to do social work you care about helping others then i believe the social work will be the right field for you it's a very fulfilling uh fulfilling uh profession
0: anything that you might want to share with those who are social workers who are in the profession now
1: yes uh I think just have that self-awareness of your needs as well. As a social worker, we give so much, and sometimes we we neglect ourselves. So just, mm-hmm. you know, have that uh, self-awareness. What do you need? Uh, do that self-care. You know, take care of yourself uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, but, you know, so that w- way we are prepared and ready to also help others. I think if we don't take care of ourselves, then it's going to be more difficult for us to help others.
0: That's a good point. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't ask you? No, I want to thank you for having me here. It's been great having you on the service station. Thank you, Octavio. After the break, we're hearing from another social worker who helps protect children who've suffered through abuse or neglect. It's a conversation you don't want to miss. Stay with us. We're back in a moment.
2: Did you know social work has been around for more than a century? There are almost 720,000 social workers in the U.S., and there are first responders for adults, children, and families in crisis, helping others advocating for equal rights, improving health care, and mental health in our country. Three of the department leaders had this to say about Riverside County social workers. Every year, we celebrate Social Worker Month in March. The National Association of Social Workers designated the theme this year as the time is right for social work. And what it does is it underscores the importance of the century of social work in existence, but it also highlights the important need of social workers in our communities today, given the significant challenges our communities face.
0: Our social workers are the glue between communities, between the people we serve and the services that we offer.
2: They're a friend, um, they're a listening ear, they're an advocate.
0: Social work is a calling.
2: When they come to this field, it's because they have a passion for people.
0: It's for people who genuinely care for others.
2: There's something that drives them to believe that things can be better for children and things can be better for families. On behalf of Riverside County, I would like to take this opportunity to thank every social worker. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every social worker and those
1: staff that support social work.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the service station. We're talking with two of our employees who were recently recognized for their work in the social work profession. Maria Overa is one of them. She works in child protective services and is sharing with us about what drives her to do this challenging and rewarding work every day. Hi, Maria. Hi. am so glad to have you here. Thank you for spending your time with us.
2: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Let's tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I have a master's in social work. I've been working in the field, not with Child Protective Services, but with nonprofits for over uh, 17 years, working with families and uh, children.
0: When was the moment that you decided this is the profession for me. I want to go into social work.
2: So I think it all started when I was like in middle school, uh, mm-hmm. before I was junior high, <laughs> middle school, uh, where and during that time when I was there, I think I was like in the eighth or ninth grade. I don't recall the, the year exactly. Uh, an agency came, came in and offered the, the students there help like after school. Like for employment, um, to do things in the computer, and I remember uh, registering for that, and the people there will helped us help the usually the um, the people that they wanted to get it with the people in trouble. the kids' in trouble mm-hmm. so we went, and I remember that this agency will provide certain things. I remember they giving the giving us um, like vouchers for McDonald's. Uh, bus passes, and I saw what they did with the kids that were really in trouble. <laughs> so I wanted to do that. And I think that's where it started.
0: It sounds like that had a real impact on you. What what was it that spoke to you in that moment in middle school?
2: Um, I guess the kids that were in trouble, like in gangs, um, the people that um, the kids that I kn- knew at that time that were in trouble, and that helped them. Something to do and stay away from that, from, using alcohol, drugs, or being in, in a gang. I think that's what motivates me. Like, there is help out there that they could be giving to kids in trouble.
0: You, you work with children who have been uh, victims of abuse and neglect. You yeah. work with their families. Yes. Take us through what a typical day is like in your role, recognizing there, there is no typical day
2: there isn't everything is different um we went um i went to washington to take a baby a, a one year old um to a care um to a family uh she has been here in riverside for about a my coworker that's my coworker's case it's not my case mm-hmm. so um she was with the caregiver however the caregiver would not uh, adopt uh i guess because of her age she was an old lady so the department did find some relatives um, in Washington when we got there and they went to go pick her up at the at the um, airport and their faces seeing the baby the baby like not knowing what was going on and then when we arrived to the home how we went through the house and they had the room like decorated and it's like a princess room and the stuff that they had, the joy that the baby had, even though she didn't know um, the care, the people that were gonna take care of her, she was happy. And that was, that was one day, but every day is different. It, it could be going okay, and, re, and then you get a call that mm-hmm. one of your cases is not going good, a kid needs to be moved. It's just, yeah, every, every day is something new. Let me Good go job.
0: back real quick to your your story in mm-hmm. Washington State. Where was that? Was that Seattle Seattle and so you fly up there. this is a child who's a year old yes and mm-hmm. you're you're literally unifying, helping to unify this yes. child through adoption yes. with their relatives correct yes, correct I, I want you to continue on with that experience. Um, how unique of a moment is something like that for you where you go out of state? and you do this work, and mm-hmm. is, is that the best part of the job? You know, like, wh- what is it that drives no, you?
2: The best part is seeing the joy in the baby that she is going to be okay, even though we don't know the family. Well, like, the love that you could see there. Bringing everything together and bringing the family also some peace because they were happy they had the baby, that mm-hmm. they believe that things happen for a reason, and now they have... Part of of uh, one of their loved ones there,
0: and so this child now has permanency.
2: He permanency, he, uh, yes, he, uh, she does.
0: And that it sounds like, from what you're saying, that was just an incredible relief.
2: Oh yes, it, it is because um, sometimes, especially with uh, older kids in in the system, it's very, very, very hard, sometimes, it's impossible like to find someone that will take the kids when they're older so yes it is it's um someone that we know is gonna love them that's gonna care for them and um it's gonna be there for them
0: before we had got on this recording to do this podcast you had told me about how you really work in your approach to tailor it specifically to a family's needs
2: most of my caseloads are spanish-speaking um parents uh and as we know Every culture is different, even though if they speak Spanish, they're, they're, di- they're different. Their ideas, their family bringing is different. So we cannot, even though because they're Hispanic and I'm Hispanic, I'm going to bring my own um, way of life, my views, my norms, my rules, everything to that family. I have to ask them what um, they need what they want us, the department, to work with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, What will work better for them, not for us, not as the the department, but for them. And and that's very important because we cannot go with the prejudice already. Okay, this family came to the system because of this, so they're like this. No, sometimes it's just um, they were not giving the guidance, the right support, or even um, just someone to listen to them. So doing that it will it changes the whole dynamic of the case so uh, i think it's just asking them directly what they need and what they want from the department to help them with the board
0: of supervisors recognized you and a number of other social workers for your work in this profession two questions for you why do you think they did that with you in particular and what did that mean to you
2: well i was surprised but i'm thankful and i see that um our work is seen by other people. And I think as I, I see myself as a team, I work with my coworkers. If they need help, I'm there for them. So I don't know if that had something to do with that uh, my supervisors uh, saw that and or um, my coworkers and they uh, said something. But I think that's what, um, if we work together as a team, I think and help each other in this field, we get things more done better in a better way than if we don't.
0: What kind of impact do you hope to make in the big picture? You've been doing this for a long time now.
2: Hopefully, everybody has their. All these kids have their parents, but I. I think that is not something possible. It's just to help them, make them comfortable, make them their trauma, to work on the traumas that um, sometimes these um, their families cause and them to be able to understand and to live a healthy and peaceful life
0: to help families heal yeah to heal thank you so much for for being part of this podcast with me we really appreciate your time and thank you each day social workers touch millions of lives in fact a social worker has likely helped you a family member or a friend They work in our schools, hospitals, veteran centers, child welfare, social services, public health, the list goes on. Social work is one of the fastest growing professions in the United States, and the need for more social workers is real here in Riverside County. If this is a profession you're interested in, if you want to learn more about the qualifications and apply for available jobs, visit this website, rc-hr.com. Again, it's rc-hr.com. That wraps up this episode of The Service Station. You can find this episode and previous ones, both in English and Spanish, on our website at rifcodpss.org and major podcast platforms. Thanks so much for listening.